RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines. The chief executive says 50,000 isolation units will soon be available as the security minister warns people not following the rules may face a jail term. Carrie Lamb also defended the decision to send an alert to people's phones yesterday regarding Queen Elizabeth Hospital. And Labor Minister Law Chi Kwong says the government only strongly requests care home workers to join the new closed-loop scheme. Chief Executive Carrie Lamb says 50,000 units for isolation purposes will be available when construction is complete at nine sites. Speaking of the daily press brief- briefing, De- Development Minister Michael Wong also said 20,000 of them will be available this month. Mrs. Lamb said those who have been sent to community isolation facilities can leave after five days on average and called on people to cooperate if they're ordered to go to facilities. But the security minister warned that those who don't comply with isolation orders may be slapped with a two-month jail term and a $5,000 fine. Mrs. Lamb was also asked if the authorities will lift the ban on flights from nine countries, including Britain and the United States, as there are only a few imported cases these days. At the moment, Hong Kong is right at the most critical juncture of fighting the epidemic. In fact, at least one country has put us on the highest level of alert uh, for warning their citizens not to come to Hong Kong. So this is uh, not the time to immediately lift the ban. And as a result, a lot of people will rush to come back. And inevitably, among some of those people, there will be infected cases. There may even be critically ill cases arising from the uh, returns. And that will add a lot of pressure to our public hospital system. The chief executive also said it was appropriate for the authorities to send an alert to people's phones yesterday regarding Queen Elizabeth Hospital, saying she didn't think anyone would question that Hong Kong was in a state of emergency in terms of public health. Mrs. Lamb said it was important to notify people not to go to Queen Elizabeth Hospital while it's being converted into a COVID hospital because its A&E department is the busiest in Hong Kong. She spoke through an interpreter. Of course, there will be different responses to uh, first-time use of the system. You pass on the uh, response of some people, but then I've also read on other platforms that there are people saying that, oh, this is good, so there is this system, and then the government can inform us. So in the future, there is a need to send out another emergency message on other issues. People will know what it's about. Health Minister Sophia Chan says the daily COVID caseload case remains at a high level, even though it hasn't been surging like it had been. With Queen Elizabeth Hospital now a designated facility for COVID, Professor Chan says the urgent matter now is to transfer non-COVID patients out to other hospitals. Three other hospitals, Rutenji, Haven of Hope and Fung Yu King, will also be treating COVID patients only. But as to when the change will be made, the secretary said on RTHK, this is a question for the hospital authority. Labor Minister Law Chi Kong says it's not mandatory for care home workers to leave their families for now to care for residents to protect them from COVID infections. The government announced the so-called closed-loop scheme yesterday, under which carers will stay at hotels and take designated transport to work. Mr. Law says he understands some workers also need to care for their own families, so the government only strongly requests them to join the new system. The minister was asked on RTHK how useful it will be if... Only some workers at a care home, and not all of them, take part. 
百分点都唔到做到百分百嘅。Oh, you can never do things a hundred percent. It's a question of risk management. The lower the risk, the better. It's like wearing masks. You won't completely eliminate the chance of infection, right? So it's always about trying to limit the risk of bringing COVID from the community into care homes as much as possible. For example, if 99% of workers are in the closed loop, it's not risk-free, but it's greatly reduced. Alex Lam, who chairs the group Hong Kong Patients Voices, told RTHK's COVID update program it could be a logistical challenge to move patients, especially those who rely on life support equipment, to other hospitals. It's quite a challenging move to, you know, talking about patients staying in hospital. We have to remove them to another hospital or facilities. It is a very um, difficult. These patients may be relying on certain medical equipment or lack of support machines. The removal may have some difficulty uh, talking about, you know, you have to keep the machine on. Uh, there may be the, the oxygen with the patients. This is a very challenging uh, logistical uh, situation. Mr. Lam also said QEH has facilities some COVID patients might not need, like the ambulatory care center, A&E, and radiology unit and called on the hospital authority to provide more details on alternative arrangements for patients who need those services. Talking about thousands of people making use of the ambulatory care center, just in the Queen Elizabeth Hospital, I'm a regular user, I know the situation. Long lines out the, the lift lobby, waiting to go upstairs. So if they don't have this information to the users, that will be a terrible situation. So I urge the HA to release the information or at least tell us what's the approximate arrangement, whether there will be a delay or other arrangement, because if we are not going to Queen Elizabeth, for sure that uh, what other arrangement can be made, we, hmm. we need to find out. A geriatrician says she hopes elderly care home staff won't resign when the government introduces its closed-loop system to protect residents from COVID-19. The plan was announced yesterday and involves staff staying at hotels. Professor Jean Wu from the Faculty of Medicine at the Chinese University questioned the effectiveness of the closed loop, saying many nursing homes were already infected with COVID, while residents themselves have to leave the homes to attend medical appointments. Residents need to go to uh, outpatients for follow-up. They have many chronic conditions, and quite often they get sick from non-COVID causes, so they have to go to accident and emergency, and quite often they admit it, and maybe they'll stay a few days and then they come back. So it, 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 it cannot be watertight, it cannot be called, uh, strictly speaking, a closed loop. Overseas now, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has accused Russia of committing a war crime by bombing a maternity and children's hospital in the besieged city of Mariupol. Mr. Zelensky made the comment in his latest address to the nation. We have never done and would never do anything like this war crime in any of the cities of Donetsk or Luhansk or any region. None of the cities on earth. Because we are people. And you? The United States says Russia could use chemical or biological weapons in Ukraine or create a false flag operation that uses them. Western officials say they're very concerned over the possibility of Russia using non-conventional weapons in Ukraine. The BBC's Gordon Carrera reports. We've got good reason to be concerned about possible use of non-conventional weapons, one Western official said, referring most likely to chemical weapons. 
They cited the fact that these had been used in conflicts in which Russia was involved before, such as in Syria by its ally, the Assad government. They also pointed to some of the disinformation coming from Russia as potentially setting the scene for some kind of false flag claim that the Ukrainians had used or developed non-conventional weapons. These have included false claims that Ukraine is developing a dirty radioactive bomb or had secret biological labs. A Ukrainian negotiator has said more than 40,000 women and children were evacuated from areas under attack by Russia yesterday. David Arakamia said the figure was far lower than the 100,000 the Ukrainian authorities had hoped for. In the besieged city of Mariupol, an advisor to the mayor, Petro Andrzejenko, said the attempts to evacuate people are being hampered at every turn. Our city is absolutely blocked by Russian troops. All our roads are controlled and blocked with Russian army. And uh, Russian army don't uh, give us a chance to evacuate our people from this dangerous zone. It's day by day uh, give us pro- promised for us for green corridor or humanitarian corridor, but it's absolutely lie. More multinational companies have suspended operations in Russia, including Heineken, one of the world's biggest brewers. The firm said it had been saddened to watch the tragedy in Ukraine unfold and described the Russian attack as unprovoked and unjustified. South Korea's presidential election has been narrowly won by the conservative opposition leader Yoon Suk-yeol in one of the tightest races in the country's recent history. He beat the governing Democratic Party candidate Lee Jae-myung by less than one percentage point. The BBC's Laura Bicker reports from Seoul. Yoon Suk-yeol only entered politics last year and rose to prominence for successfully prosecuting the former conservative president Park Geun-hye on bribery and corruption charges. His victory marks the end of a bitterly divided contest with his liberal rival. He's pledged to abolish the Ministry of Gender Equality and blamed the rise of feminism for the country's low birth rate. Mr Yoon is also more hawkish on foreign policy than the current leader Moon Jae-in. The first person to receive a heart transplant from a genetically modified pig has died. According to the University of Maryland Medical Center, where the procedure was conducted, David Bennett, who was 57, had been recovering since undergoing the operation in January. But his condition deteriorated in recent days. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 20,888. That's 260 points up on the previous close. And in currencies, the U.S. dollar will buy you 116.13 yen, the euro standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 11 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 30 cents. To sports, and we start with football. Real Madrid produced a stunning comeback to progress in the UEFA Champions League thanks to a superb second-half hat-trick from Karim Benzema. They beat Paris Saint-Germain 3-2 on aggregate to advance to the quarterfinals. More from Robert Kemp. Kylian Mbappe's first-half goal had given PSG a deserved two-goal aggregate lead and looked to have put the French side well on course for the last eight. However, a mistake from PSG goalkeeper Gianluigi Donnarumma proved the catalyst for dramatic recovery, with Benzema turning home after the Italian lost possession. Luka Modric's driving run and intricate pass made Benzema second as he levelled the tie against a clearly panicked PSG. And as the visitors attempted to regroup, the 34-year-old drove in a low effort seconds after the restart to settle the tie. 
Meanwhile, Manchester City also advanced to the quarterfinals after beating Sporting Lisbon 5-0 on aggregate. The English champions settled for a 0-0 second leg draw at the Etihad. In the Europa League, two away teams began the first legs with victories. Lyon defeated Porto 1-0 in Portugal. Paqueta's second-half effort was the difference. Frankfurt, meanwhile, won 2-1 away to Real Betis. Kostic and Kamada scored for the German side. Another businessman has emerged as a potential buyer for Chelsea Football Club. More from the BBC's Adam Samuel. British billionaire Nick Candy is actively exploring a number of options for a potential bid to buy Chelsea Football Club. Candy, a boyhood Chelsea fan, is trying to form a consortium with a number of international investors. Current owner Roman Abramovich put the club up for sale last week amid the ongoing crisis in Ukraine. To baseball, the MLB has cancelled a further slate of games after a fresh round of marathon labor talks with players ended in deadlock. In a statement, MLB Chairman uh, Commissioner Rob Manfred said the 2022 season would not start until mid-April at the earliest. The league has now cancelled more than 180 games, or more than 7% of the season. Basketball Ben Simmons will make his first return to Philadelphia tomorrow since last month's blockbuster trade that sent him to the Brooklyn Nets and James Harden to the Sixers. Simmons won't be playing because of injury, but he will join his team on the bench. Nets star Kevin Durant says handling the hostile crowd is something Simmons will need to learn for himself. That's one of those things he's going to have to experience for himself. I can't go there. Nobody's going to hold his hand. I'm sure it's going to be some personal attacks. It's going to be some something that might, you know, some words that may trigger you as personally. But that's just how fans are. They want to get under our skin. They want to let their voices be heard. You know, I think part of the experience of coming to an NBA game is the heck with. In tennis, world number two Novak Djokovic has said he will not be competing at the forthcoming American tournaments in Indian Wells or Miami because U.S. coronavirus rules won't allow him to travel to the country. The tennis star has played only one tournament so far this year because he has not received any shots to protect against the virus. And in golf, Tiger Woods will be inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame at the PGA Tour headquarters in Florida. The American has won 15 majors, second only to Jack Nicklaus's 18, and a joint record 82 times on the PGA, PGA Tour. The 46-year-old is still recovering from the injuries he sustained in a car crash last year. He played with his son Charlie at an event in December, but has yet to set a date for his return to the PGA Tour. And the weather forecast, fine and dry this afternoon. The outlook, sunny periods and warm during the next few days. Well, becoming humid and foggy, though, early next week. Currently at the observatory, the temperature is 25 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity is 49%. And please be advised, the yellow danger, yellow fire danger warning is in force. And to end the news, our top stories. Once again, the chief executive says... 50,000 isolation units will be soon available as the security minister warns people not following the rules may face a jail term. Carrie Lamb also defended the decision to send an alert to people's phones yesterday regarding Queen Elizabeth Hospital. And Labor Minister Law Chi Kuang says the government only strongly requests care home workers to join the new closed-loop scheme. And that's the news at 1 from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Salia Osmani. After 2pm today, the one and only Noreen Mir joins me for Chinwag. And this week she's chatting about grey hair. Hmm, we'll get to the root of that subject, I'm sure. And did you know that it's International Day of Awesomeness today? Yes, it comes from the US and it celebrates every person place, thing or idea in the world that is awesome. So I'll be looking into how we can do our little bit to be awesome and the kind of things that we find awesome, especially now during the pandemic. It's another look at it in a different way. So that's all coming up. Plus, I've got some super music for you. So make sure you keep me company. Mm -hmm. 